Bubbler Talk, quenching Milwaukee's thirst for knowledge. I'm Susan Benz. I was standing on the windy corner of 4th and Mitchell Streets on Milwaukee's near south side with listener Rob Bueno. And my question is, whatever happened to the public nanatorium that housed dolphins and seals? The short answer, Rob's talking about the south side natatorium that was built in 1894. The two-story Italian Renaissance-style building had showers and bathrooms along its first-floor perimeter and dressing rooms on the balcony. Today, the building is gone, replaced by a park named for a nearby funeral homeowner. City leaders built seven natatoriums in the late 19th century in an effort to, in their words, encourage healthful swimming and cleanliness facilities for those not fortunate enough to have their own baths. Rob Bueno remembers what came after people stopped splashing in the natatorium in 1977. Paintings of dolphins appeared on the building's exterior, which he saw when he would ride in his grandfather's car. So it sparked my interest, and I really wanted to know maybe it's a, a fish store or whatever it was. So I started asking questions at an early age. And then, begrudgingly, I think he, he agreed to, to take me Rob there. has no memory of what he and his grandfather ate at what had become the public natatorium. That was the restaurant's name. But I do remember that the glass, we sat at a table right up against the glass and watched the happenings in the pool. And it was just so bizarre because here you are in what used to be a swimming pool. So Rob wondered about the fate of the restaurant and that of its sea creatures. We head to a downtown Milwaukee ad agency for some answers. I'm Andy Gorzalski. I'm a producer and filmmaker from Milwaukee. And I had first heard about the natatorium kind of just through loose word of mouth from people who had been there once or twice. And then ultimately through these sort of obsessive posts about it on the old Milwaukee Facebook group. Andy set out to learn more about the man behind the project, Milwaukee native John Garlic. Now he plans to create a documentary on the subject. So it was the man that stood out first or the natatorium or a combination? Well, I think the natatorium and putting dolphins inside of a a swinging 70s supper club stands out first. Uh, But then when you go down these other layers and you find out uh, how charismatic and amazing John Garlic was, I mean, I think that becomes the the true story of the of this dreamer and that, you know, the restaurant has just manifests itself out of him. Has anybody ever mentioned the juxtaposition of the food versus the smell of an aquarium? Uh, I, I have that vivid memory of walking in with my grandfather and going, wow, we're going to have a burger and it smells like an aquarium. <laughs> Garlic was an entrepreneur. He sold Cadillacs, lots of them. He masterminded a gyros plant that distributed the Greek delicacy across the country. Plus, he created a popular restaurant in Milwaukee called J.J. Garlic's. Then came the natatorium. In 1978, John and his wife Margaret purchased it for $4,000 and sunk hundreds of thousands more into enclosing its pool with glass, the glass Rob Bueno remembers pressing his nose up against. The garlics procured and cared for two dolphins. Their water had to be salty like the sea and just the right temperature. But by the beginning of 1985, the wild venture went belly up. And a few years later, the once elegant building itself vanished from the landscape. What about Rob Bueno's questions about the animals? I know every attempt for the security and care of the animals was always at the very best intention and effort throughout the life of it. I know at the very end, there was a couple weeks during the Chapter 11 where 
I think on a couple days, the temperature dipped up and down, and they put some effort behind air vacuuming them back to Florida, and like they were on these little stretcher things. It's kind of an incredible visual, like being rescued out of a place once they were transported, like lived a, a happy long life, I think, back at Marineland in Florida. I got a slightly different account from Bruce Marquardt. I reached him by phone. He now lives in Arizona, but Bruce worked at Public Natatorium, first as a waiter, then Bruce says he weaseled his way into working with the dolphins. Despite long hours, 12-hour days, six days a week, Bruce loved the work. It was so much fun. And the dolphins. Their names, Scotch and Soda. Scotch and Soda and I all learned together, which was a very unique. They didn't know anything. We taught them from scratch, and they taught us about them. Bruce says sadly one of the dolphins, Scotch, died. And they bought a sea lion and tried to mix it into the act, which didn't work. You'll never see dolphins and sea lions performing in the same pool. And then they closed. Bankrupt. A few years later, after he had moved west, Bruce had an unexpected reunion. He discovered soda, not in Florida, but at an amusement park south of Los Angeles. We went there, and there she was. I got to go back, and she knew who I was. After three years, she knew exactly who I was. And I was showing them the things that I would do with her that they didn't know she knew. It was like a reunion. It was I was crying. Back in Milwaukee, filmmaker Andy Gorzalski says there's a little-known fact our Bubbler Talk person Rob Bueno should hear, the garlic's motivation to create a mini marine world in Milwaukee. Andy says it was a thank-you gift to their hometown after the success of their other Milwaukee restaurant, J.J. Garlics. They were so thankful and grateful for how successful J.J. Garlics was. They never took that for granted. They've actually like said this was sort of like their gift back to Milwaukee. They wanted to do something that was kind of like out there and crazy that no one else was doing it. Let's be good back in the way that we know how. So do you think that would have tempered your grandfather's opinion? Absolutely. Had he known it? I, and it's the first thing I'm thinking about now. The motivation behind that, it, it most definitely could have changed his mind to put him in a better mindset about the project. There's one more voice we want to add to the public natatorium story. After it folded, John Garlic moved to Florida and recreated himself. This time, he sold real estate. John has since died, but his son Ian says the family stayed put in Florida. Ian says his parents were always working, so when he saw his dad, it was in the world of dolphins and exotic birds. He vividly remembers birthday parties there. have all the kids there. They have clowns and stuff, but also the dolphin shows and all the animals, because there's always birds and stuff. My dad had a pet macaw that was always with him and was also known for like going into the bathrooms and going under stalls and terrorizing people. <laughs> that was one of the memories, too. That was pretty vivid. Ian says he carries his dad's joy in living with him, and Ian says his resilience. I mean, for me being an entrepreneur, I've seen the ups and downs. I'm not afraid of the downs. You know stuff's going to go wrong. Just keep going. Support for this season's Bubbler Talk comes from Educators Credit Union, a member-owned credit union dedicated to helping those who live and work in Wisconsin make informed financial decisions. More at ecu.com. What's got you scratching your head about the Milwaukee area? Submit your question at wuwm.com slash bubbler talk.